When it comes to networking online, how do you find it? Want to really harness the power of social media when it comes to networking, especially now? Well, stay tuned as our guest today has some really interesting tips, advice, and so much more. Welcome to Let's Get Social with me, Phil Twyford, the curly marketer, social media strategist. And me, Emer Duffy of Fit Social Media, your social media personal trainer. So if you're confused about social media, or not sure what channels to use, well, we've got you covered on Let's Get Social. So, Emer, we're springing into February. Ooh, someone's got a spring in his staff. What's got you all springy? Well, do you know what, Emer? I can't believe I'm saying this. We're going what? on summer holidays. We've booked oh. a holiday. We've booked a holiday. Yes. Yahoo! We're off Go to Por- Portugal. We're off to Portugal. When June. you go and do you need someone June. to carry your luggage? Uh, I'm quite handy like that, you know. That's what I'm for. <laughs> That's what I'm being brought to carry the luggage. Yeah, we're going in June. Ah, uh, he'll be here before you know it, you know. Um, uh, which is good because you know we all need something to look forward to, you know. Yeah, like I suppose this whole COVID and lockdown and even just remote working mm. five, six yeah. days a week has been very, very weird. And you get you to know? see real people. <laughs> <laughs> I won't know what to do without the mask on. That was the only thing. I know. I know. <laughs> Eight o'clock curfew. <laughs> I know. Incredible. But hey, you know. But what, what, what have you got for us uh, this week? What have you well, I was going to say, as you're talking about springing around the place, let's just yeah. bounce straight into it, as they say. And it's Emer's experiences, the good, the bad and the ugly. Tips, updates and more. Now, as you know, I'm always saying here about the good, the bad and the ugly. Well, I thought after our show with Jerry Campbell, we talked about headshots. And yes, you want a good one and avoid a bad or even ugly angle. Don't you, Mr. T? Yep. And especially as we're talking today about networking. So I did a little research and find a really good blog by a crowd called cityheadshots.com. What to wear for headshots, the ultimate guide. Yep, I'm actually going to have to get headshots. So that's why I wanted to check this out. And they give you great tips on clothing style. So your clothing is really important because who is your audience? You want to be able to connect with them and what you wear. You know, um, I don't think... Frame your face as well, probably. Yeah, 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 yeah. bikini wouldn't look too good. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> headshot. Uh, better uh, go back to my photographer then. That headshot won't work. <laughs> um, what to avoid wearing? So right. it's not even just the style; it's what to avoid wearing. How to pick your colors? Now that's yeah. actually a really good one. I thought because yeah. again, you know, you think yellow looks good on you, but it might not look good. Yeah, in a photograph. You know. Yeah, a white shirt might make you too pale looking or your face blends into the white shirt. Exactly. Oh, right. Oh, you're way ahead of me. Um, And also additional preparation, like accessories, makeup, the rest of, you know, hair. Different different outfits to test. Yeah, 100%. Exactly. So um, I would go and check it out if you can, guys. And you'll always look good for that headshot and your networking because then people will recognize you and go, she does look that good in real life. (laughs) Where did you get that floral dress, Emer? I don't wear flowers. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I kind of thought that was actually good advice because you spent yeah. a lot of money getting headshots done. And like, although Jerry Campbell would put you at rest and peace of mind and all that kind of stuff, you know, uncomfortable, but you do always have to think about what you wear, you know? Yeah, very much so. I think um, like the big thing I've learned from working from the home office mm-hmm. was that and I don't know if any of the listeners or even our guests, you know, but certainly for me, dressing up as if I was going into an office, you know, it's yeah. more casual, the, 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 you know, the shirt, putting the yeah. shirt on and the shoes rather than a T-shirt and the old jammy bottoms, you know, it gets you into the sort of the psychology of I'm, I'm here to produce so, something, you know, so. So you're suited and booted. <laughs> suited and booted, you know, so it does, I think, affect your, it does get you into yeah. the mindset. So, But I, I think it's really kind of important because you don't go and get a headshot done all the time. So I kind of yeah. thought I'd mention that and see if it would be no, helpful. It's, 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 it's very good advice and definitely check out that show with Jerry uh, with some mm-hmm. of those excellent tips. But speaking of getting prepped and prepared, are you prepared for your favourite part of the show, Ema? Silence. <laughs> So that's the yes, then, <laughs> because the yes, it is the digital giggle. Red alert! Red alert! As I fist bumped the air, <laughs> and I put fingers in my ears. 
So Emer, listen, you know, you know, and I've told a few of them on the show, you know I love the odd pirate joke or two. And I think yeah. our guest is going to love this one too. Why have pirates networking got in common? I just want to You'll know. find out. That's oh, a okay. Segue, Emer. Well done. Nice segue. <laughs> Emer, how did pirates communicate before the internet? Um, having a clue. They did peer-to-peer networking. <laughs> peer-to-peer. Mm. Oh. oh, there's a groan in the background. <laughs> I thank God someone else thinks this is bad. <laughs> I don't know what you've been doing, honestly. Where are you get you? Are you scraping the bottom of the barrel here? Get it? I think barrel. So, yeah, too much room. I think barrel carrots. Yeah. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Anyway, as ever, if you find today's, I used to say social media joke. I don't know what they are anymore. Digital giggles. Anyway, ever engaging and would love more of them. You are so in luck. Yes, you are. You can catch Philip's previous jokes and indeed our other shows by hopping on to the Let's Get Social podcast on Podbeam, iTunes, Spotify, and the Dublin South FM website. So as I always say, fly through there in the next three minutes and you'll be grand. These are great shows. I won't be thinking. Who no are? <laughs> it's enough of this nonsense. Come on, Amy. Yeah, go on, go on. Okay, listen, we are delighted to be joined today by Tim Lewis, Managing Director of Stone and Press, author, self-publishing expert, social media networking expert, and host of not one but two podcasts, Begin Self-Publishing Podcast, and the Oh No, Not Another Live Show. And when it comes to social media, he says, despite never mastery of learning how to sell books using social media, he has acquired a huge array of important connections from social media. In his latest book, he explores via interviews with 20 people who have received fantastic opportunities from social media, how they achieve them. And his new book, Social Media Networking, is a must read for anyone wanting to use social media to find a job, find love, or use social media to get ahead in their business. So without further ado, welcome to Let's Get Social, Tim Lewis. And it's great to be here. Um, I, I think he's I a bit. Yeah. <laughs> I was Still say, stunned like by he... that joke. He wants to get out of here. I, I, I'm amazed you didn't take the opportunity to do a joke about taking a headshot. Um, I think somebody might have taken a headshot of you after that joke. It was a little well, bit on well, the Tim, Tim, that's not how this works. You know, you're supposed to have That was the best joke I've ever heard. <laughs> I'm sitting on the, I'm waiting for him to make us walk the plank now for that, you know. I, so. I do know another pirate joke, but that, that would take the whole thing on a different <laughs> Keep it to later. Keep yeah, it to later. Yeah. When the conversation dries filler up. Filler content. We need filler content, Tim. Emergency pirate joke. So I was going to say to Tim, it's great to have you on the show. Um, would his social media jokes be a good secret weapon for networking or do you think he should just park them in the car park? <laughs> I'm going to be controversial and actually say it's not a bad idea. <laughs> oh! There you go. Um, to break the ice, huh? Yeah. I mean, as long as he's not expecting people to laugh, uh, he could like go in and say like, I'm, I'm working on some new material for the thing. Anything that is not the usual Hi, I'm Philip, and I'm a social media marketer. Yeah. He, he's going to be good. Um, me, there you go, one, Philip. <laughs> one, one question. I've, uh, I, I, um, any kind of like opening thing that is not just a standard thing tends to work well. So he can try his... I mean, admittedly, you might repel people by some of the jokes, but you never know. Yes, it's, it's not for everybody, Tim. You know, I suppose yeah. it's not for everybody, but there is... One person, I'm sure. Yeah. Anyone? <laughs> I'm looking around. Yeah. <laughs> Is there anyone there? Somebody who has actually gone through all the old show episodes and just listened to the jokes. They just sure fast forward is. to that bit. <laughs> just... Yeah. I just need to find them now, Tim. Any thoughts? Uh... <laughs> if you're one of those people, please message me. <laughs> <laughs> Get all of these calls from the local asylum. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But listen, Tim, it's great to uh, it's great to have you with us. Um, we're delighted to kind of dive in and have a chat about uh, a few topics yeah. in particular, kind of the whole networking around social mm. media. Um, but I suppose, first of all, you you have a great LinkedIn headline, you know, traveling to all 50 states before 50. How have you been doing with that particular um, well, badge? Um, <laughs> hey, I should change my LinkedIn headline. Uh, but actually, oh. no, I, I'm, I'm still going to attempt to do it. But unfortunately, there was this big C word event yeah. that happened. Yeah. Um, before that, so at the end of 
Well, as you know, I did go to the US just before about um, a couple of weeks before the whole lockdowns happened. Mm-hmm. Wow. So I, did, I was on state number 22. So I thought, well, wow. my 50th birthday is next February. Mm-hmm. So next year. Um, and I visited 22 states by the uh, like start of 2020. And I thought, oh, yeah, I should be able to do this fairly easily. And I, of course, haven't been able to go to the US or do anything yeah. since. Um, That's amazing, though. 22 states. Yeah. Brilliant. And where did you start, Tim? What states did you start in? Well, it, it's funny because I, I'd actually visited quite a few. I, I visited about eight states, I think, before I started thinking of doing uh, this kind of well, I wasn't formal. I, I think I visited about 13 or 14 states when I, I declared I was going to do this. And that yeah. was only because I realised I could, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I go to quite a lot of conferences and things in the US. And because I generally suffer from jet lag, especially if I go to the West Coast, mm. I was getting used to stopping off on the East Coast. Um, and there's also the thing that I, I don't like night flights. Mm. So... There are a few airports, New York, Boston, Chicago, uh, Washington, D.C., I think. Uh, it used to be Toronto, where you could take a morning flight from the U.S. and arrive in the UK, in Heathrow in the, in the evening. So I would go, I, I got into the habit of going to, flying to one of these places on a return ticket and then getting the morning flight back. But then I'm already breaking up the journey going to wherever I'm going in the conference in the US. So social media marketing world, which I tend to go to every year. Yeah. That's in San Diego. So I was like, well, given that I'm already breaking the journey up, I might as well visit somewhere. So I started off kind of almost going, and I started off with one trip where I went back via Kansas, then Texas, and then to New York. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of thinking, well, actually, I could I could visit all of these states. <laughs> Um, so that's kind of where it came from. Um, and it is a great way to um, explore a country, to have some sort of framework for doing these things. I think it was actually something, there's a lot of American people have done this 50 by 50 thing. Mm-hmm. Um, they're yeah. usually in a camper van. But I'm, I've been trying to do it without using uh, a car in the US. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, hate, I actually hate driving on the other side of the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, I, I did make the mistake of taking a Greyhound bus once, which I'm not sure I'm going to repeat. I might have to. <laughs> um, but most of the time I can do it just by planes and or trains. Uh, planes, you never planes, know. Planes. Now, now as we come out of the, the, the lockdown, you might be able to start the process again, Tim. So, uh, yeah, well, that's, that's yeah. like next month. Uh, hopefully. I'm going to social media marketing world and I've got an extra book. I haven't exactly worked out where I'm going to go before and after yet. Um, it it's always comes down to a very logistical exercise with Wikipedia yeah. and timetables and the, the rest of it. Because um, one thing that's really good about, at least for the US, is that on Wikipedia it shows you where every airport flies to. Mm-hmm. So Tin Pot, Alabama or whatever, I could see, oh, you can fly from there to Charlotte. Uh, and I'm like, oh, I haven't been to Alabama. I haven't been to South Carolina or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, by doing that, I can kind of map out a route that's not too bad to some of the states that I haven't done. And I'm going to try and focus on some of the southern states because the time of year in, in March is quite good for the southern states. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, you've got hurricane risk, which is a bit... I was going to thought maybe it would be too hot, maybe, or something like that, you know? Mm. Yeah, well, it, it is too hot. I mean, too hot... It's like March is not a good time to go to a lot of the northern US states. Like I wouldn't go to Alaska in March, for example, or, okay. or even like North Dakota or something like that. Freezing, it's probably, yeah. freezing cold. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you sort um, of stay in the middle. <laughs> well, I think this time I'm going to try and do most of the, as many of the southern ones I haven't done. I've already done places like Florida and um, yeah. Atlanta, yeah. Georgia. So um, you do, with this kind of exercise, you do, especially if you're trying to compress it into a year, mm-hmm. which is, um, though somebody did come up with a very good suggestion saying like, well, you will actually be 50 for a whole year. So I might cheat and uh, do it. That's actually a really good <laughs> point. It's a good idea. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, because COVID is like well, with everybody, COVID has really affected the entire world. So. I know, but you know what, Tim? I think you're right. Go do it because life is too short, and you know you want to look back and say, "Why didn't I?" So exactly. go exactly. do it. 
you know. And actually, I wanted to ask you, you know, um, that's something really different. Um, and then I was, as I say, your story is really different because you actually began from working in programming and software development and then moving into publishing and now, you know, being a, a super duper network expert and a travel expert. So um, how did it all begin for you? Because uh, if someone was to look at your CV, would they know where you were going? <laughs> um, well, I never know where I'm going. <laughs> um, well, no, I mean, in many ways for uh, 18 years, I had a normal IT stroke management career. Mm. Um, now, I mean, my life took a, a strange turn because my wife died in 2011. So, Sorry. yeah, I mean, she had a stroke in 2009 and she, had, uh, she was disabled for two years and then she died in 2011. So mm-hmm. that makes you rethink about everything. In your of course. Life. Yeah. So it's like I was still doing the same job and I still do the same job for another two, two and a bit years. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I suppose I had... Because one of the great reasons why people don't make changes in their lives is because they are worried about like being destitute and all the rest of it. Though mm. I think a lot of the time people use that as an excuse rather than actually it being a real problem. Because you hear people saying, oh, I'd like to retire, or I'd like to do what you do. And then it's like, well, actually, you look at their life and all the assets and everything they have, and you think, well, you could if you wanted to. It's like mm-hmm. I hear people say, oh, I, I'd like to go to Australia, but I couldn't possibly. And it's like, well, actually, could you? It's not like, it's not yeah. that hard. Yeah. <laughs> well, at the moment, mm-hmm. it's because of COVID, because they probably yeah. wouldn't let you in. But yeah. <laughs> um, normal times. Um, so I spent, uh, I spent. I mean, it's funny, I, I tell this story of like, I took a resignation letter I'd written in um, I, I found a drawer like a couple of years ago where I had about 12 of these resignation letters where I'd not given it in because I like was going to quit the job I had. Yeah. And, just, and, then, uh, and then you get cold feet and you go, no, I'm not doing it today. Yeah. <laughs> um, and eventually it was like, it was an anniversary. I'd been at this particular company for 15 years. Mm. And they'd also, the one of the other bosses had asked me to make some people redundant. And I was like, well, I don't really want to do that. <laughs> no. And that was kind of the um, the spark that actually, like, yeah, I think it's because uh, in some ways you need a positive reason and a negative reason to get over these things. So I had that mm-hmm. positive, like, it's 15 years, I can say it's 15 years, it's enough time. Yeah. Uh, and also I don't want to make these people redundant. <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so I got my notice in and I ended up working there longer than I expected because of various regulatory issues. And I was perfectly thinking I was going to do like IT contract work. I wasn't thinking of having this sort of magical mystery tour across publishing and social media that I've been on. Um, But I read this book about self-publishing in my notice period. And I was like, oh, I want to, I've always liked writing. Um, Mm. And I could never really ever finish books. I I was always like one of these people who write half a novel. And that's because I'd never really read up or Mm-hmm. read any books about writing technique and how to do writing and that kind of stuff. And this book was really good because it was about self-publishing, but it was also about their process in writing the first draft as quickly as possible. Um, well, actually, you plan, plan a book at first and then write the first draft as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that process really works well for me in general. Mm-hmm. Not that I've actually used it for. I didn't use it for the social media networking book, but that's because it was a different structure. So I managed to actually get some, uh, finish some time travel books. They were supposed to be novels, but they end up as novellas. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first one of them I released got to like number 10 in the UK Amazon time travel. Wow. Um, Congratulations. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, uh, that made me about like 100 quid, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, I, my bubble at first, Tim, I thought it was going to be millions. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it, I, I, I do a lot of work with helping. Uh, I work with the Alliance of Independent Authors uh, on their Twitter chat, and I do lots of stuff helping people with self-publishing because there are tremendous opportunities of self-publishing now, but you do need to be kind of realistic about it. So, yeah, anyway, so I ended up, and then I got so interested in trying to learn how to market books. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I went to Social Media Marketing World in San Diego, mainly yeah. because of it had a party on an aircraft carrier, if I'm brutally honest about it. And I was like, oh, well, I also <laughs> like the idea of going to San Diego. Yeah. 
It's going to be beautiful, I believe, San Diego. Yeah, San Diego is a really lovely, and the weather's good there virtually mm. all year round. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, if you if you go to the US, San Diego is worth going to. Um, so yeah, and I ended up uh, getting more interested in the marketing and uh, social media side of things, mm-hmm. uh, and certainly in the networking as well, because I go to loads of conferences. People know me. Yeah. Almost people made jokes that I, that I don't go to conferences, isn't it? <laughs> uh, a yeah. good one. So, if, t- uh, if Tim is not there, I'm not going. Yeah, because <laughs> I work going. Yeah, it means so, Tim isn't there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I, I decided to actually write a book about my experiences with, because um, I know a lot. I've known lots of people online, and mm. it, it's not so much. I, I mean, the book ends, the, the front and the end of the book are my views on both how to do it and what I learned from the interviews of the people, because there's people made all sorts of they've done all sorts of stuff on social media mm-hmm. um it is so powerful a medium um obviously people like to knock social media and there are negative elements to it yeah it's just so empowered people but it's just a tremendous media i agree with you especially in the last two years because what have you all been doing we've been doing networking on zoom or mm. we've been yeah. going to webinars we've you know um it there it's a whole changing dynamic now rather than going in and um I used to go I, I remember I was at one event and um they say you should try and stand out from the crowd and there was this guy walking around with a bottle of wine <laughs> people would stop and go where'd you get the wine <laughs> um I ran up and asked him where the wine where he got the wine from um but um it's it just shows you you know that mm. networking is the way forward um mm. because you can't rely on social media to bring your business because yeah. it's an amplification tool, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Like I think, and this is an interesting. I suppose move into this this part. Like in your experience, Tim, from obviously doing live networking and obviously online networking and social media, from a business perspective, you know, how are you seeing the changes in social media? Are changing how people do business? Are are, are we kind of venturing into the the element that people are now embracing it for that network engaging relationship building tool rather than just a sort of a um a newscasting publishing tool does that make sense no well i mean it's it's understandable that people are moving because this is i'm going to get all deep and philosophical but <laughs> i think that actually the last half of the 20th century is quite a unique period in history in terms of messaging and how Mm. you had centralized messaging systems like radio and television where people watched two or three channels Mm -hmm. Uh, obviously that fell to pieces towards the sort of 90s but yeah um that is not the natural way that humans usually humans have multiple uh, I suppose you could say that the church had that function, like you would go and have the sermon every week, which would tell you what to think and what to do. Yeah. But most of the time, people have had multiple sources of information that come in, and that is what social media is replicating again. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but people came to that with this 20th century mindset of broadcast. So we're going to create a TV channel or we're going to create a radio channel. With this. So I know this is going to be on radio, but... Um, and tell jokes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like in the 20th century, it was like you would have very little. You could you could have like if your show is you tell jokes all the time, and mm. it's that, or there's the religious program on the other channel. Mm. Um, then you're going to be like really successful, however like poor the quality or great the quality of your jokes is. But in the current Thing. People are like, oh no, I'm switching off. I'm going on to this other. I'm going to listen to this po- other podcast. I'm going to listen, to, go mm-hmm. on to YouTube and search for something. I'm going to do this. I'm going to talk to my friend and see what they're playing on Wordle or whatever other game we've mm-hmm. got on the thing. So you have to have really good quality content if you're going to be doing just broadcast stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of like to say to people, you have to be the first, the best, or lucky. Mm-hmm. Um, but Having a relationship with somebody, not as in like personal relationship, we don't want to go that far. <laughs> but in the wider sense, if you've built up a relationship, so people know who you are, mm-hmm. they are much more favorable to anything that you're saying or you're going to mm-hmm. do. Yeah. Um, I use this 
terrible, I've used this terrible analogy in a previous thing, but it's like with, imagine a guy just goes into a bar and says, ladies, I'm here. Um, <laughs> That's what Philip does. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then he starts sending his They're not in the necessarily, bar. <laughs> unless they look like Brad Pitt or something. And even yeah. then, most people are going to be like, yeah, whatever. Mm. But if they walk in and it's like the bar person is like, oh, yeah, great to see you, Philip. And like, uh, and then there's all these pictures of Philip up on the walls and everybody dream come true, Tim. Know him. <laughs> then anybody new is going to be like, well, who is this Philip person? It's like, it's a very different situation, mm. even though it's exactly the same message because that relationship has been built up beforehand. So it's what you're, as I say, you know, forget, forgetting. You don't lock, walk into a room like you're saying and expect everybody to run up to you and talk to you. You have to sort of have something to bring to the party um, yeah. so that people actually then go, I quite like his jokes um, or I quite like what he's saying. Uh, and then that's where you build up that relationship. Yeah. And again, that was probably more profound now because of online networking in a sense of you have to make the effort. You can't just stand in the corner of the room and expect everyone to come over and say hello. Yeah. No, I mean, I've been, I've been to conferences when I, I remember uh, 2015 and I didn't know anybody. Mm. And I, one of the key tips which, um, well, anybody will tell you really about social media, social media gives you the opportunity to connect with people, assuming that it's the kind of conference where there are people talking about that event mm-hmm. on social media beforehand. Mm-hmm. But let's say like, oh, I was going to um bad joke world in in dublin and uh i saw that philip was um keynoting tweeting about bad jokes and i was looking forward to that i could then love it, love it. Towards, uh, i could tweet that philip and say oh i'm going to bad joke world as well <laughs> Can we just start with that bag? Can we just say, you know, wonderful joke world? Yeah. Well, yeah, clearly you're going to that one that's next door. (laughs) And you just got the wrong hashtag. I got the wrong hashtag. (laughs) Um, But then then Philip will be somebody I reckon, this comes back to the whole headshot thing again, as in Mm. like, if you look like your headshot, and people, I will recognise Philip, and it's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. And that is so much of a better situation to be in then like you don't know anybody mm-hmm. i mean when you get more confident in things like now i've got more uh, it's funny because i i always used to think i was an introvert but i'm not an introvert at all mm-hmm. uh, i was a shy extrovert and there's yeah it's mm. quite a different because well i mean it, it doesn't help that they don't define introvert the same way depending on the dictionary but mm-hmm. An introvert is somebody who is energized by their own company. An extrovert is energized by other people's company, mm-hmm. which is not the same as being shy. Shy is like you, you're like you worry about, you get anxious talking to new people. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I've got a bit more confident. Yeah, I can go into places where I don't know anybody, but I usually know somebody anyway. So it's yeah. a bit of a <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, one one bit of advice I give that's a bit contrarian is that. I often hear people say, oh, find somebody on their own and talk to them. Um, I would never recommend that to be <laughs> an event. I see you're on your own. I'm here. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's, um, oh. it's not a terrible idea, but the problem is that a lot of the time people are on their own for a reason. I, they're like, they're worried about something or they're like, mm. they're trying to do something on their phone or they're, or they're on their own because they are genuinely very boring. <laughs> um, good point. Very good yeah. point. And also, I mean, my I, what I tell people, and um, I think this is good advice. It's like I'm not ever had anybody come back and say this was great advice, but it's intuitively good advice. I'm going to give it anyway. <laughs> but look for a group of people, two or three people, where at least one of them is looking really bored. You know, <laughs> you have a, like a group of people talking. There's often a time that comes in the conversation where people are like, "Oh," um, and they those are the oh, sort yeah, of situations yeah, so they really yeah. welcome somebody new coming in, saying, "Look, hi, hey, I'm Philip. Here's my bad joke." It's, especially if they look like they want to leave, but you can't because you're stuck with these two people, and you're going, "Yeah." And I need an escape route. <laughs> exactly. So you end up talking to this like person, and then it's kind of like that again. Yeah. That's a way into. And then yeah. you you also got that 
multiple choice you've got multiple opportunities there so if it's like three people mm-hmm. one of them's well a couple of them are looking bored often if there's like somebody rattling on about something then you can come and join in and it's like mm. oh you're a you're the new person so that kind of takes attention away from the boring person mm-hmm. and it, you've got multiple choices you've got like three people there potentially you can make some sort yeah, of yeah yeah but that yeah. could be that, that, I was going to say that could matter you know like as as we all open up now a bit better and you know it's not just even events but even company events so say you're going to the company Christmas party right so yeah. <laughs> and you're going I don't know half these people because I haven't met anybody because I've been in COVID you know you've been like working from home or whatever yeah. um, and then you walk into a room fill up and you go who do I talk to <laughs> Just bring the bottle of wine, have a couple of glasses <laughs> in, in the side pockets of the jacket. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. Just well, bring it to the tequila bottle and they shot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll go for the wine. I'll go for the wine. Yeah. Actually, another um area that you're you were you've been talking about um before, Tim, is about, you know, um you decide it's the big resignation year as everyone is on about. Um, And um, with the recruitment agencies and industry, you don't always know what's out there. Like you do see a lot of jobs on LinkedIn and then you go in and you go, oh, would I go for that? Or would I not go for that? Um, But more times than not, people will probably go and see a recruiter that they've known, you know, five years ago. Do you remember me, Philip? I came to get a job and you go, I'm not seeing them again. <laughs> you have a second my jokes. It's only because you can spell your name. Okay. Yeah, oh, I go all the time. So how can people use social to build these like recruiter relationships? Is it like you go open, isn't it? What is it? What's the the, the phrase? It's on LinkedIn. You think I'd know this, but I'm, I'm oh, open know. for. Open for new opportunities, is it? Yeah, something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or like, do you follow them on, you know, um, which is quite worrying. Do you follow them on LinkedIn, you know? Um, or do you like go in there and make it the odd comment on a post and things like that? Is that the best route, as they say? Well, yeah, I mean, this is something you need to be thinking about way, way before you uh, start to need to look for a job. Mm-hmm. Um it's a really interesting statistic. I'm probably going to get wrong, but I think it's something like 50%. The U.S. Labor Department of Labor did this survey about mm-hmm. five, ten years ago. 50% of jobs are never advertised. Mm-hmm. Job openings are never advertised. And is that because all, they're all kind of in house and they kind of just go through the motions? They get they are given to somebody that person recruiting the role already knows. Mm. And of and I think it's like of the other fifty percent, it's something like forty percent go to somebody. They have a recruitment process, but it again goes to somebody the recruiter already knows. Mm. Now, um, you might think, well, that's all terrible and the rest of it, but actually, it's. To- I mean, I used to when I was in IT, I used to do a lot of interviewing and recruitment stuff mm-hmm. as part of the job. It wasn't my main role, but mm. if you think how much recruitment agencies cost and how much recruitment process costs in terms of time for a company Mm -hmm. yeah if like um you met philip at the uh bad joke con and you really wanted to be like (laughs) your entire career was like your dream was to be a presenter on joe bad joke con.com radio show yeah run that yeah if he's like his current presenter resigns that day He's like, oh, oh, he's going to think, oh, no, I've got to go through a recruitment process. Oh, that's that woman that I met earlier. That is where these job opportunities come from. <laughs> it's from people you know already. Um, yeah. And that is where things like, as you say, commenting on somebody's posts is good, but mm-hmm. it's generally demonstrating knowledge and ability because if you think about it, that is actually a way better way of recruiting people than an interview process where there are lots of people who are very good at interview processes who aren't mm-hmm. very good at the job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Very, true, you, very true, yeah. If you have a relationship with somebody online, on so they are, you've seen like, oh, they commented on my post and maybe like you've done some of your own like LinkedIn mm-hmm. stories or you've got a blog or you've got a radio show, for example, mm-hmm. and they've checked out some of that stuff and it's kind of like, oh, I need somebody for this role then you, you may well be approached and there may not be no job interview process at all. And that's what people are missing out on. It's like, yeah, you can you can go on LinkedIn and look for open jobs. But by the time that a job somebody's got to the thing of putting a job on LinkedIn or some other site, it you've got gone. loads of competition for it. Yeah. 
And you're also up against all the people who already, they already know, as I say. So even if it's advertised, you've got yeah. all the in-house people, you've got all the other people they know, have got previous mm. relationship you're up against. Mm. And, so, and you're- yeah, I would say build those relationships. Ahead of time. Um, yeah. So if there's a company that you particularly want to work for, mm-hmm. uh, I would say Google. Well, let's say Dunkin' Donuts. You want it to be like oh, yeah. head of... Head of donut manufacturer, Dunkin' Donuts. Or <laughs> then you go onto LinkedIn and find out who all the like Irish Dunkin' Donut head people are, and just and like and this is a point I make in the book is that you're not necessarily looking for individuals. In fact, you don't. You mm-hmm. want to be roles and people. So there might be like five people in the head. Head depart, head office of Dunkin' Donuts in Ireland. I have no idea if there is a Dunkin' Donuts Ireland office, but um, now one of them might be very active on LinkedIn, or might be very active on Twitter, or might be very active on. They might do a blog or a show or something like that. Mm-hmm. And all the others don't use social media at all because this is a problem with more senior people. But if you concentrate on that one person and then you show them a lot of attention and you like just demonstrate that you're very interested in Dunkin' Donuts. And again, if there's a role that comes up, they 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 may think of you. Um, you can't ever guarantee any of this stuff, but that's mm-hmm. the reason for building all these relationships up. I mean, I've got quite a few offers of like customers and jobs from purely from relationships or Facebook groups I happen to be in and that kind of thing, or somebody. And this is where like what I've done is in some ways is a terrible thing. You almost want if you've got a niche or something that you're very focused on then that's really, that's where referrals and things like that come in so useful. Because, mm-hmm. um, I mean, my travel, self-publishing, social media, social media networking, I've got another, I've got a new podcast, actually, that I might talk about in a minute. Oh, great. Uh, yeah. Green so, eye. Well, For yeah. Sure, Tim. Uh, sure. One of them's a bit, again, uh, self-publishing has been a little bit on hiatus for a while yeah. now. So, uh, but yeah, so if you like, if you're very focused on what you want to do, mm-hmm. and you have a niche, and you connect with the people, the kind of people who may know somebody or actually do have that job, because again, it might be that rather than like, oh, you like Philip met you at this uh, bad joke con, he met mm-hmm. somebody else who knew you <laughs> and told them. Yeah. And- <laughs> And said, don't go near her. <laughs> she hates no. bad jokes. Oh. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's the thing. It's like in today, I mean, it's irony in that there were so few people using social media and digital media for recruitment. Mm. But actually, if you think about it, things like a personal brand and making connections with people in companies, mm. um, especially if you then meet them in real life and at a conference. Um, yeah. I mean, that might actually be a good, because even like these Dunkin' Donut, mythical Dunkin' Donut Island people, mm-hmm. even if they're not on social media very much, if you found out, oh, they're, they're at this event or that event, you could mm-hmm. go there and kind of introduce yourself. Yeah, yeah no, <laughs> I know. Actually, yeah. 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 I think social, I think you're right, Tim. I think social can be such a fantastic icebreaker. Um, yeah. Like something that myself and Emer have obviously heard lots of business to say and be good to get your perspective on this is that well there's too many channels we can't keep up with all the changes mm-hmm. um you know when it comes to building relationships or social networking if you want to put a title on it have you sort of seen in your experience particular channels that are very potent when it comes to the the social network like linkedin has been always been a good one for me but uh, i would say twitter as well yeah, yeah. Um, well, I always I tell people to start with Twitter. It depends what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, for career search, LinkedIn is probably better. But again, the the reason why I say Twitter, and to some extent, you could do Instagram as well. Actually, mm-hmm. you know, I think Instagram is underused for networking. Mm-hmm. But the reason why Instagram, uh, well, Twitter, and to some extent, Instagram is they're totally open platforms. Mm-hmm. LinkedIn is harder to get. Um, like you can't I mean I know you can get like the paid programs where you can message anybody mm. um, but and the same with Facebook uh, as in like it's quite restricted to what posts you can see and what who you can connect with and all this kind of stuff yeah um, well Twitter everything's open like if you think of all of these social media networks as databases of information mm-hmm. 
Twitter especially, you can find out so much about people, yeah. Oh, yeah. what they've tweeted, um, and also who they're connected with. And the same with Instagram. I mean, Instagram is a bit more, uh, and even with Twitter, it's because, I mean, I tend to follow back everybody who follows me on Twitter, more or less. And yeah. I've got... There's a lot of weird accounts started following me lately, and I'm like, okay, one follower, I'm not going to follow you back. But in general, if they look like a human being, I'll follow them back on Twitter. Um, yeah. Well, Instagram's yeah. a bit more like follow and forget because it's quite hard to work that out. But I was going to say also, sorry, Tim, the yeah. uh, the fact that Twitter is used mainly for events, you know, and the event hashtag, as they call it, um, that's um, a really, you know, good strategy because if so, you're checking up on an uh, like an event, like bad joke world or whatever it is. Yeah. Con. Um, <laughs> hashtag. Um, you can then see who's who's on that hashtag. What have they been saying? And then you can maybe uh, follow them and converse with them on Twitter. But then they might follow you back, and then you could actually start to have a conversation as a DM, mm-hmm. and then maybe connect them also on LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's something that uh, a lot of businesses. Yeah. I mean, it, it's easy to do if you're an individual as well. It's cross, mm. you say, because LinkedIn, uh, Twitter's not a great platform for DMing people and direct messaging. Mm. Um, I mean, I often miss them and it's like, they got rid of a lot of the spam bots and things that were like, yeah, a million out. Um, that, they seem to have gone to Instagram now. As as tell. <laughs> <Stay>. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, so if you, yeah, I mean, in my the sort of gold standards in terms of messaging is Facebook Messenger or WhatsApp. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fine if you can get them onto that, and that's much better platform. Yeah, Messenger's quite good yeah. actually. Um, or even Instagram messaging tends to be better. Uh, mm-hmm. It just hides a lot more of the stuff than Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but yeah, I mean, lots of journalists. I mean, journalists on Twitter. Twitter is very good for PR and other things not that i ever get around to actually because there's like this journo request hashtag on yes. twitter yes and pr request and the like that lots of journalists use and the other thing is groups and media um so i think what people forget when coming back to what philip was saying at the beginning about broadcast a lot of people think that social media is just about i post something and i get 10 million fans so you post your picture of a wine bottle and then you expect 10 million fans to come and like buy your thing, um, which is a very 20th century. And it's a very natural attitude because the creation of media was very restricted in the past. It wasn't mm. the case that anybody could do it. Mm-hmm. Like, um, But now there are people forget about the two other things, which are interacting with other people's content. So like consuming, basically consuming content. So just actually viewing like... Um, view, listening to shows and things that this person creates and reading their posts, you'll mm-hmm. be amazed how few people actually do that. <laughs> yeah. And then interacting with it. And if you can make use of knowledge that you know from actually having read that person's post or watched their videos, mm-hmm. all the better. It makes a good connection. Because I've seen people who are, and I've connected with people who are like major like influencers with multi-million audiences mm-hmm. Hardly anybody makes constructive comments on their posts. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you do, and the best is actually live video. If somebody's got a live video show mm-hmm. uh, and you comment live on their show, mm-hmm. that is like so few people do that. Like, and you can, I mean, you can make connections with like really quite high level people by doing that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You have to put in the work and you have to like, schedule the time and do it which yeah. sometimes I can't be bothered with and I know a lot of other people can't be bothered with but well, hopefully hopefully they'd actually say oh we're going to go live at five or whatever it is then yeah. you could say right I want to just block that time off mm-hmm. and another little tr- uh, trick and I think I'd say you agree with me um Tim and uh Philip did a little video on it Twitter lists are really handy because oh, yeah. You, yeah because you can actually cut out that noise I always say it's like a little shopping list, you know, mm, so you yeah. put, um, you know, you put Philip in there and you put Tim in there and, um, and you can keep up to date with the, the, the bad, bad joke Twitter list. Make yeah. sure you're in there. Yeah. 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 Well, <laughs> you know, this is something that I, a bit of advice I give people that I never take myself, but um, things like Twitter, you say Twitter lists, mm-hmm. keep shortcuts to um, things like Twitter lists, Facebook yeah. groups, the like, and then, mm-hmm. 
turn off all of the scheduling, uh, all the notifications for all the apps on your phones and everywhere, and then create your own notifications. So check um, Bad Joke World Twitter list at three mm-hmm. o'clock. Check mm-hmm. this Facebook group at four o'clock. Mm-hmm. Because we all know we end up seeing that Philip's got a new dog on the main Facebook feed. <laughs> <laughs> and then we end up commenting on that. And then we're not really ever getting around to looking at our bad joke. Um, So, yeah, take control of the notifications yourself because they are, I mean, I'd still have some on, but not very many, like sometimes. Um, But, yeah, you are better to be in control and try and make those links and things go directly to where you want to go because you can save, like, a, a link to a Twitter, a Twitter list and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know what? It would save you time and then you could be more strategic with who you want to network with. And, you know, yeah. as you were saying, your relationship building um, will grow. Can I ask you, Tim, do you feel that when, as we start to come out of lockdown um, and the combination of both social and in-person networking, um, could you see that as being a, a really potent force you know, even more now, because before we had COVID, you you would go, oh, I'm going to bad, bad joke world, you know, anyone else going, but you wouldn't drive it forward. You know, is this like, you know, especially whether whether you're a business owner or whether you're looking for a job, I think, you know, as, as you were saying, combining Twitter and LinkedIn and maybe a bit of Instagram could. Work. Yeah, well, I think people, I think one thing is that Lots of more senior people in companies mm-hmm. have been exposed to like things that even like Gen X people like myself were like used to, mm. like Zoom and doing stuff online. Um, I mean, you still see the whole kind of like people go back into the office, kind of like they've got going back into the office idea. Mm. Um, I think there are disadvantages to homework and the rest of it, but it's certainly the dial has been pushed. In, further and people are much more open to a lot of things uh, things than they used to be in terms of yeah. like doing things mm-hmm. remotely or electronically or whatever mm-hmm. so um i mean social media has been a bit battered as well because of some of the controversies and things that go on yes but um i think in general it's going to be a positive um positive trend towards more social media networking rather than less yeah mm-hmm. Tim, this has been a fascinating conversation. Um, as we start to kind of come to the close, we just wanted to ask you, um, anything exciting coming up this year? I know you're going to social media marketing world. Anything, anything particular of highlights at this year's conference here you're looking forward to? Um, really just meeting people again. I mean, yeah. actually, that is probably one of the world's best conferences for networking. Um, mm. The reason is that they have so many speakers and they have this policy that the speakers kind of have to wander around <laughs> well not wander around but they like the speakers are much more accessible than most other conferences um mm. which is very good actually yeah um and there's a lot of social media speakers there who aren't like the headline who would be a keynote at other conferences so mm-hmm. you can make those connections yeah um in terms of like other exciting things i can talk about my new in quotes it's about six months old um i've got an amazon live uh, show called Book Chat Live, where Very good. I, wow. I interview uh, authors and other people who love books, and they give me their book recommendations. Oh, so, fantastic. Yeah. And you can find that at bookchat.live, and it should redirect you to some horribly long Amazon uh, link. Um, alternatively, you can go onto Amazon Live itself and type Book Chat Live and hope it should turn up. Great. Uh, Super. Because yeah, you know what? Sometimes it's good to sort of say, oh, what to work, you know, like you go through all, you know, like these mm. book reviews and you're going to go, do they, are they really that good? Like, you know, so it's actually yeah. an interesting option for somebody maybe on a, uh, what time do you do that? Uh, is it um, a certain it's day? Not, it's not a regular time, which is again, it, um, I mean, what you can, um, I mean, one of the good things about the Amazon live platform, which is pretty mm-hmm. new, even though you can do this if you're just an imp- I'm, I'm an Amazon influencer as well as oh, uh, Philip I, I is influenced by Amazon. I'll tell you that anyway. Yeah. Um, he's got the he's, uh, he's permanently on the app. <laughs> so, like uh, this is at the moment it's only on Amazon.com, which is a little bit annoying mm. uh, from being UK based. But um, I've uploaded video clips onto some of the products. So, like if you go mm. to Gone Girl, the book Gone Girl in the US, you'll see 
we should see, and this is taking it down. They have a habit of randomly taking these down. But a little video clip from the book chat live uh, where I, one of my guests was talking about Gone Girl and how, why they love that book. So, good. I, yeah, I get to do that with all of the books. So I'm gradually filling up the Amazon book sections in the... Uh, well, let us know if you have any joke books. <laughs> Do you want Phil, the get Philip on, get, get Philip on, and he can give you a review of it. <laughs> this one made me cackle. I tell you, <laughs> this is a must buy. <laughs> no, but it, it is like you know um, that is that's. I actually think what you're doing is really interesting because, as I say, like a lot of people kind of you know you you go and you go into like a bookstore like here like Eason's and you walk around and you go. Ah, here, bestseller. Will I pick it up or will I buy it or watch? You know what I mean? Mm, you just don't yeah. know. So, um, so I, I say, guys, go check out what Tim is saying. You know, you might actually learn about a book that you actually wouldn't have thought of. Exactly. I'm, I've learned some really. You know, there was a book uh, somebody recommended on the history of coffee. Um, <gasps> oh, unfortunately, it's not an audio book. I mostly listen to audio books, but yeah, it sounds really interesting. Oh, there you go. So, anyway, where else can people go and find out more about you, Tim? We'll just go to any conference. Uh, <laughs> He'll be there. Uh, no, uh, stoneandpress.com is yeah. my website, or I'm stoneandpress on Twitter, Instagram. I'm Tim Lewis, Timothy Lewis on uh, LinkedIn, which is almost, uh, having a common name on LinkedIn is not is not fun. But, no. Uh, <laughs> um, you can do it, like, uh, or you can find it actually if you Stone and Press. I think I'm because I'm the only employee of Stone and Press, the company on LinkedIn. I should be on there anyway. So yeah, just search Stone and Press. Super. And uh, I guarantee you guys, you will find something really interesting because Tim yeah. is uh, ahead of the curve. He certainly is. You know? Well, Tim, thank you so much again for joining us today. It's been fantastic. It um, has, Mr. Lewis, you know, and uh, as I say, well done on uh, getting through, uh, you know, you're a brave, brave man to come on the show. So uh, well done. <laughs> yeah, applause for you, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, uh, well, I've got to tell you the pirate joke now. Go on, oh, tell yeah, the pirate joke. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, this could yeah. go very wrong depending on your answer to this question. But what is the pirate's favourite letter? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Go for it, Tim. Well, you're supposed to say, oh. Oh. <laughs> no, 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 but that's not the joke. Oh, right. You're supposed to say, oh. 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 And then I say, no, but a pirate's first love is the sea. Oh, <laughs> I like it. That's really nice. good. That's a clever one, Tim. I know. Tim, well, yeah. well, it's not my He's that now next time, Philip, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I better up my game. <laughs> well, I suppose all I can say is if you enjoyed today's show, you can catch it again and the other shows on the Let's Get Social Show podcast on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, and of course on the Dublin South FM website. So do please download and subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And all that's left to say is I've been Philip Twyford. And I've been Emer Duffy of Fit Social Media. And we'll see you again soon for more Let's Get Social. See you then. Bye.